Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Kilei Behema, Halacha Dalid. We're in the middle of paragraph Zion. In my version, it's the subparagraph Ki Hatoida Shemevian Kishayotzeme Hatsara Zebechinas Sheashoilam Haba. Rab Nasazal continues speaking about the topic of Toida Hoida based on the second chapter in Likud Imran, in the second half of Likud Imran. Ki hatoido shemevien, ki shayoitze meatzora, the korban toido that one brings when a person is zochet to be saved from a major crisis, ze bechinas sheashu elam haba, kanal batoranal. Rabbenizal says over there in Likud Imran, that's the ultimate pleasure in oilam haba. Rab Nosanzal says now, the thanks offering and the praise of Hashem that a person gives to Hashem regarding all the good things that they realize Hashem did for them in the past, and the person gives this thanksgiving to Hashem while they're going through difficulties, that represents the concept of drawing the holiness of Shabbos, which is Olam Haba, which is a time when there is no suffering, no pain, into the weekdays, which is Olam Haza, which is a time when there is suffering. Because this world that we are living in now, this world as itself is full of suffering, suffering and pain. However, Hashem is kind to us and generous to us even during our suffering. And Hashem performs incredible acts of kindness and wonders that are eternal even while we're existing in this world. And therefore we are required to praise Hashem and to offer thanks to Hashem even while we're going through suffering. This is a concept of drawing the holiness of Shabbos. Shabbos is freedom from suffering. We're drawing that into the weekdays while we're enduring the suffering. And by a person doing this, that even while the person is going through struggling and difficulty, the person remembers all the good things that Hashem has done for them, and the person thanks Hashem and praises Hashem, that's what enables the person to really cry out to Hashem the way one needs to, in order to be to get out of all suffering and all pain completely. And then the person can be to the ultimate, complete state of thanks offering Tashem, which is what Olam Haba is all about. The Alkain, Oimrim Zer Hamizmar Hoidu, 
Beknisas Shabbos. This will explain why those people who daven Nusach Sfarad have the custom to recite chapter 107 in Tehillim that begins, Hashem We recite that upon going into Shabbos as the introduction to the Mincha of Erev Shabbos. Because then we're at a point where we're going, we're transforming from weekday into Shabbos. So we want to draw the holiness of Shabbos into the weekdays. In order that all six days of the week that we just completed should plug into, should be nichlal in the holiness of Shabbos. That's why we recite that special chapter of Tehillim Hoidu at that time, Shehu Arabot Srichen Lohoidois, which discusses the four categories of, of crisis, who, who, where a person who gets through the crisis has to offer a special thanks to Hashem. The Rosh Tevas, we say it in Shman Esrei, V'choyl hachayim yoidu chasela. All of the living give praise and thanks to Hashem. The word Chayim makes up the first letters of Choyle, Yisurim, Yam, and Midbar. Choyle means a person who went through a major sickness or an operation and came out of it alive. Yisurim means a person who was imprisoned to a degree where their life was in danger by being in such a prison. And Yam is a person who crosses the ocean safely. And Midbar is a person who crosses a major desert also in safety. Shehu Bechinas Zois. This is all related to what we're learning now. Bechinas Hamshachas Kedusha Shabbos Limeachoyl. Our ability to draw the holiness of Shabbos into the weekdays. Levatel Ho'atzvus Vahatsar Shalimeachoyl. In order to eliminate the sadness, the depression, the pain of the weekdays, as we know, Hashem issued a curse. When Odom and Chava ate from the Yitzhadas, Hashem issued a, a curse that our earning of a livelihood, which we do during the six days of the week, will be with depression. And we want to draw upon these six days of the week we want to draw the holiness and the joy of Shabbos. Shehu bechinas oilam haba. Shabbos is a taste of oilam haba. Shehu bechinas toidav hoidova kanal. And Rabbein Zal tells us in Likud Imran that oilam haba will be a place that's full of praise and thanks to Hashem. V'chol zeh onu zoichin alideimech chanaka hakdoishim. And all of this were zoichet to by celebrating the holy days of Hanukkah, Shehem Yemei Hoidor, which our rabbis tell us are special days of thanks and praise to Hashem. She'oz mamshichem ha-kidusha v'asimcha shal Shabbos l'sheishis me'achol. The Hanukkah is also a time when we're zechot to be able to receive the ability to draw the holiness and joy of Shabbos into the six days of the week. Kimavur b'hatoy rahanal. As Rabbi Nezal elaborates over there in the second chapter, in the second half of Likut Imran, Ayin Shon. Take a look over there. Hainu Kanal. This fits in beautifully with what we've been learning till now.
Good morning, Rav Nassi. Yes, good morning. Uh, to clarify, l- last week we learned that Dovin Amela, because of his righteousness, Hashem opened his eyes and, and gave him this gift of being able to thank Betochat Sarah. In other words, it was because of his righteousness that he got this 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 this, this incredible teaching. So what Rav Nassim is saying here is that if we can remember in the time of the Tzara to thank Hashem, the David Amelet needed an open Giloi miracle to get that. How do we? How could we access that in the Kapnas and and the the, cha- the challenges in the moment? By remembering the open miracles that we see, we say in Shmoyin Esrei, in Moedim, Moedim is where we offer the thanks offering and praise to Hashem. We say there, Al Nisecha Shebechol Yoimimono, Val Nefloisecha Vetovoisecha Shebechol Eiser Vatzorim. We're acknowledging that we also have miracles and wonders happen to us every single day. There's a, a very important point related to this. I heard from somebody recently, they were speaking about Rabbeinazal, they were speaking about Breslov versus other things. And they were saying that other Sifrei Hasidus and other rabbis teach a person that there is such a thing as a tzaddik. There is such a thing as a tzaddik, and a tzaddik is great and holy, and a tzaddik does great things. Rabbeinazal teaches teaches and wants us to become tzaddikim. He's sharing with us all of the secrets and all the information that one needs to become a tzaddik so that each one of us on our level can, number one, become get close to a true tzaddik and try ourselves to emulate the tzaddikim, try ourselves on our level to be able to, to copy what the tzaddikim do in order to be tzaddikim question in the chat, person asking, I would think that the proper time to draw the holiness of Shabbos into the weekdays is at the conclusion of Shabbos, when we're full of Kedusha Shabbos, and the weekdays are just beginning. The answer is, that's also true. You will, we, you will see in Likut HaLochas, there are many places where he speaks about going into Shabbos, and he speaks about coming out of Shabbos. And both are major junctures, junctions where we're trying to connect the six days of the week to Shabbos. We're trying to draw the holiness of the six days into the week into Shabbos. Because the Gemara tells us this, even the Gemara and Halacha tell us, that by starting Shabbos early, by bringing in Shabbos early, by lighting candles at the latest 18 minutes before sunset, and preferably even before that, we're drawing Shabbos into Friday. And Friday is the connection to the six days of the week before Shabbos. And by extending Shabbos, by keeping Shabbos longer, which means we're extending Shabbos into Sunday, we're also drawing the holiness of Shabbos into the six days of the week. So both are definitely true. Right now, here, we're focusing on the before Shabbos. Paragraph Ches. Now we go back to the topic of this halacha, which is kilayim, which is the fact that we're forbidden to perform work using two different species of animals that are bound together. Kishor v'chamor hentrei zine bisha, 
because the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Shoyer and Chamoyer in this context represent two major representatives of evil. Bechinas Esau v'Yishmoel, Shehem Klal Kolo Akum, the two nations of Esau and Yishmoel who represent all 70 nations. Shehem Klal Kol Hagolius, they represent all of the different exiles that Klal Yisrael has been through. Klal Kol Atzoros, they represent all of our suffering. Ki Iker Kol Hagolius, because the main cause of suffering for the Jewish people is exile, the exiles. Sha'onu Bagoyla Ben Hoakum, that we find ourselves in exile, living among the nations of the world, Shekulam Klulam the Esav Yishmoel, who are all included under the umbrella of Esav and Yishmoel, Shehem Bechinas Shor Vachamoyer, who correspond to these two, Vehizir Hakosuv Sheloi Laarvam Yachad Alide Isur Tarodis Kelayim. And the Torah warns us not to mix these two together in, in the form of Kelayim. And thereby cause the suffering and pain to be combined together. Because when, when too much suffering gets together, we can't handle it. What we're referring to here is that a person shouldn't do things that will cause a major, major avalanche of suffering and pain and, and difficulties to come upon the person, whereby it feels to the person like the whole world is falling down on them. Rav says, as is a common phrase that people say, when they're going through difficulty, struggle, the whole world is falling down on me. That kind of thing. As if all kinds of suffering is coming upon the person without any iota of ease, of, 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 of goodness. And these two are dependent on each other. A person who talks like that, that the whole world is falling down on me. I have every, I'm, I'm suffering more than anybody, than anybody else. And as a result of that kind of attitude, the person's heart becomes twisted against Hashem Chasvashon. And the person can't really cry out to Hashem for help. When, when a person's in that kind of state, then all suffering really does come upon the person. Because the Torah tells us, a person who, who draws themselves too much towards their suffering and pain, the suffering and pain will draw itself towards that person. But rather, a person must allow for breaks in between the suffering, 
to separate the suffering, not to just mush it all together, and to find har within the tzaros, ulahavi and to be able to bring a thanks offering and praise to Hashem all the time. This reminds me a little of a story in the Gemara. The Gemara says there was a woman who, loyalenu rachmanolatzlan, she lost a child. We know that this is one of the worst catastrophes, and this is what we see going on today, unfortunately, almost on a daily basis. Young soldiers dying and parents burying their children. The worst. And, and what happened was she sat shiva for her child and shloishim, and then she wouldn't get up. She wanted to continue keeping on the same exact attitude of mourning that one keeps during the shiva, during the shloishim. And the rabbis pleaded with her, stop, you, you have to stop. Even though you're going through such, such pain and anguish, the Torah gives us boundaries. And she refused. She kept going. And the Gemara says she lost another child. And the Gemara says this kept happening again and again because she refused to give that break. She refused to give that hachava. The Torah gives us definitions, even regarding suffering, how a person suffers properly. That there's a shiva, and that has its, cus- its laws and customs, and when the shiva is over, it's a break. And then we go into the shloshim, which has its laws and customs. And when that's over, it's a break. And then we continue for 11 months or 12 months. Each thing has its... Uh, knowing that there's a separation between these different categories of suffering. Ki because Rav Nosanzal says the real truth is that in whatever suffering there exists in the world, there is a harchava. There is a way of looking at it that it could be worse. And that in a certain sense, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate that it's this and not worse than this. Bechinas, as Dovr says in Tehillim, Batsor Hirchaftoli. When I was in a constriction, Hashem, you widened things for me. I was able to see the Harchava within the Tsor. And as the Gemara points out, based on these Psukim, that these Psukim show us that Hashem is never unleashing his full, full measure of, of, of pain and suffering upon us. And this is what this very important Pasuk is teaching us. This Pasuk that speaks about when Esau was coming, after Yaakov Avinu had been through all the difficulties with Lavan, and now he has to engage Esau, and Esau is coming with an army of 400 men, and Yaakov Avinu prepares a gift for Esau. The gift consisted of a variety of different animals, camels and donkeys and, 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 and sheep, and Yaakov Avinu stressed, make sure you separate, make a separation between each category of animals, between the camels and the sheep, and between the sheep and the this, make sure there's a revach between them. And the Medrash tells us, Shadosh Rabbi Seinazal, al that this refers to the different suffering and exiles 
that the Jewish people would, would experience through Esau and through all of our enemies. Shekivin Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu's intention was regarding this, the fact that he did not mix together these different types of animals, in order to ensure that there would be a space, there would be a break between the different sufferings that Klal Yisrael would have to go through. That there would be a break between them. Just like we find that after the first base mitzvah was destroyed, the Jewish people were in exile for 70 years, and then we had the second base mitzvah for 410 years. That there was peace, there was, the, and we had a bit. It wasn't as good as the first base mitzvah, but it was a revach. Ki Yaakov klipas because Yaakov Avinu succeeded in subduing, in defeating the Klippos of Esav and Yishmoel. Shem bechinas shor v'chamor. Bechinas vayihi li shor v'chamor. As Yaakov Avinu said to Esav, I possessed, I conquered the shor and chamor. Hainu shehechnia ha-klippos ha-yonkem mehadinim v'atzorois. Meaning, he succeeded in weakening and defeating those Klippos which draw from Hashem's Midas sadin, They draw from the pain and suffering of the Jewish people. Shehem roitzim la'akem They're the ones who want to twist a person's heart when the person is going through a difficulty. Ke'ilu efes To get the person to think that there's no hope. Forget it. I'm, fi- it's fi- I'm finished. That's the worst suffering, that's the worst problem out of all the problems. When a person is willing to throw in the towel, to give up and say, forget it, I'm finished. And this is the, the worst suffering that we endure in exile. Those nations of the world that are subjugating us, that were under their control, under their power, they insult us and they say, There's no hope for the Jewish people. The Jewish people will always be slaves and so will always be dominated, will always be attacked. As it says in Tehillim chapter 42, which is part of the Tikna Kloli, while they're, they're committing murder, they're murdering us and everything, on top of that, they're insulting us. As they say to me, all day, where's your Hashem? That was to try to throw us into Yush, into complete giving up hope. All day, my shame is in front of me. V'chein harbe, and so too many other psukim. V'chol zeh bebechinas hischapros klipas eisav v'yishmor b'yachan. And all of this refers to when these klipas of eisav and yishmor join together. Shehem klau kol hatzoros v'agolius kanam. They represent all of the suffering and all of the exiles of the Jewish people. 
אבל יעקב אבינו הכניע אוסם ישראל. However, יעקב אבינו succeeded in subduing them <coughs> from being able to do so much harm to us. וציבו לשמור שיהיה כל עד הרי דלבדוי. And he instructed his children to make sure that when they're sending this gift offering to Esau, that each category of animals should be separate. There should be a space between them. There should not be a mixture of different species of animals. Which is the joining together of Shor and Chamor. To to make sure that there's a space between the different sufferings. So that even while a person is going through suffering and difficulties and pain, the person will be able to look at the revach, at the positive things, at the space between the sufferings, the archovos that Hashem did, and all the good things that Hashem did for me from when I was born. And even within the suffering, within the crisis, there's a archova. I could see how it could be much worse, and Hashem is still, He's pulling the punches. He's not punching with, with His full strength, chas and this will enable the person to really cry out to Hashem, so that the person will be saved completely from all suffering through Hashem's great kindness and wonders. Paragraph test. And now Rav Nosenthal is going to go in a little more to the topic of Hanukkah which again is the opening topic of that chapter in the Kutumran that this halacha is based on. Question in the chat. We touched on the topic of a parent's mourning for a child. Question, why is it that, that when it comes to a parent mourning the loss of a child, it's only for 30 days, whereas the death of a parent is mourned for a whole year. The loss of a parent isn't really felt as such a tragedy as the loss of a child. The answer is, could be that it's for this reason. Because of the fact that the pain is so much greater when it comes to the loss of a child, the Hashem was afraid that if we allow a person to, 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 to keep going, the person won't be able to survive it. So Kaviochel Hashem set a cutoff, 30 days. That's it. From that point on, you, you do not follow the same halachos with the hope that this will ease the suffering a little bit. Instead of a person wallowing in the suffering and trying to extend it, make it longer. Hey, ask a quick question. Yes. Nasser, in the last four pages that we learned here, my question is, it seems like the Neshama, because of all the Tikkunim, it couldn't do it in the, in the, in the next world. So it has to come back. And then I, I just want to verify, it seems to me that it has to go through all the suffering with breaks because in the next world there's no breaks. It's just day and night, constantly suffering, suffering. So as a chassid, you come down here, you go through your suffering, your sorrows or whatever it is, the way you handle it. So whatever that is, it's because 
the last Gilgal and the previous Gilgal, that was the din on us because we weren't good or we didn't do everything, and now we have to go fix this. Am I understanding this right? The answer is it's possible. That's one of the possibilities. One of the reasons why a person comes down, comes back to this world, is to correct and to atone for things of the past. And it's brought that a little bit of the suffer, the, the pain and suffering that we endure in this world, while we're living in this world, is much, much lighter, much less painful than one fraction of a second in Gehenna. Gehenna is much, much worse. So in a sense, again, this is a harchava that Hashem is doing to us, that by enduring pain in this world, it saves us from a much, much worse pain in the next world, in, in Gehenna, that kind of thing. And, and here again, we're supposed to look at the, the pain that we're going through in this world, we're supposed to search and find positive things to hold on to, that I can't deny that from the time I was born till now, Hashem has done many good things for me. I've had good times and there have been good things that have been done to me. Or the fact that it could be much worse. I, I know that there is worse, that kind of thing. All of these things help a person get through it the right way you know, and, and get only the benefits of it and not has shown the opposite. So when you're in suffering, you should say, I deserve this, it's Megilli. We have, to be care- we have to be careful about that because sometimes when a person says that too loud and too, too strong, then it pulls the person further down. A person needs to know in their heart. We know in, I know in my heart that I'm far from perfect and I've definitely done things, you know, that, that, that I'm, I'm worthy of not being treated, you know, given the royal treatment, that kind of thing. But even there, to be careful and cautious because sometimes a person says those things too, too strongly and, and it throws a person, it puts a person in bad places. With a person, if Magia leave, then I can't ask Hashem to take it away. So on one hand, I have to recognize in my heart that there is a concept of Magia Li, but at the same time, Hashem is Mole Chesed, Mole Rachmim, and the, a father never wants to see his child suffering. Even when the child is did bad things, terrible things, and the father feels he has to punish the child, the father suffers more than the child when the child is suffering, that kind of thing. Thank you. Paragraph test. Oh, question in the chat. But why is it that Rabbein Zal told Rabbein Zal once that a person can insist, when a neshama goes up to heaven, the neshama can insist that they, they should get their punishment there. They don't want to come back down to this world. The answer is because coming back to this world is a super risk. There's a major risk of a person making things even worse. Because unfortunately, many people that come back begilgo, not only don't they correct the, the mistakes of the past, but they end up adding new mistakes, has to show them. So therefore, if a person has a choice, Rabbi Nezal said, better to say, do what you need to do with me up here, rather than my going down and risking chas v'shom, putting myself even in a worse position. But once a person is down here, that now we have to know exactly how to deal with our life down here, you know, how to take things the right way.
just like it says that there were there were rabbis that said, "Let Moshiach come, and I don't want to be around to see it. I don't want to be there," because they understood it was going to be a very difficult time. My rabbis used to say, "But we weren't given a choice. We're here now. We are here." So we have to learn how to deal with being here at this time, this terrible, terrible time, how to be here properly, what to do, what to think. And all of this is tied into the holiday of Hanukkah. The miracle of Hanukkah took place during the time of the second Beis HaMikdosh where the evil kingdom, Greek kingdom, wanted to get the Jewish people to forget completely our Torah. And they wanted to stop completely the service that the Koyhanim and Elvim, everyone did in the Beis HaMikdosh. Hashem, with His incredible kindness, stood by us during our time of suffering, and Hashem performed incredible, awesome miracles for us through Matisio, the Koingo, and his sons. To the point where they defeated the Greeks. And they restored the operation of the Beis Amikdosh to its full, 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 full amount with, through an incredible, awesome miracle that took place regarding the candles of the Menorah. Whereby a small amount of oil was able to continue burning for eight days. As the Gemara says in Shabbos. What this tells us is the Zohar Kodesh and the Gemara tell us that during the time that we had the second day Samikdosh, it wasn't really a complete Geula. Those 400 plus years that we had the Bayis Sheni was considered like a space, a break between the first base, between the destruction of the first base Samikdash and the Goliaths, the different exiles that the Jewish people would experience. Shepoal Yaakov Avinu, Tomid And as we learned earlier, Yaakov Avinu succeeded through his tefillah and his mitzvahs and Maisentoidim that Hashem should allow a break between the different sufferings. And from one exile to the other, so that we should have the ability to regenerate our energy, to, 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 to strengthen ourselves again, and to be able to handle the bitterness of the exile. This evil klipa of the Greeks saw this, they realized that while the Jews had the second base Hamikdash, it wasn't the same thing as the first base Hamikdash. This wasn't the full glory of the Jewish people. This was a, a, a much lower level glory. And the Greeks understood this. 
שהבעיס הזה לא יסקיים. They understood that the second base המקדוש is not going to be permanent. ויכורי בוודאי, it definitely will be destroyed. רק שהוא הרחוב אוף הרווח בין גולוס לגולוס. So why do we have it? In order to give us a break from one exile to the next. In order that the Jewish people should be able to survive all of this. That's why the Greeks wanted to overpower the Jewish people and to destroy that second base of Mikdash immediately. And to conquer and subjugate the Jewish people under the Greek control. So that again, the first base mikdash was destroyed. You built the second base mikdash. We draw it, destroy it right away so that, so that the, the, the new suffering is close to the old suffering. So that the Jewish people would not be able to exist. That's, and this explains why they're called, the kingdom of the Greeks is called Yovon. This refers to like a, a, a slimy mixture that when a person steps into it, they sink into it and they can't get out of it. As the Pesach says in Tilam, I'm sinking into the mud, deep into the mud, and I can't get out of it. I can't stand up. This represents a long, long, immediate suffering. Immediate meaning right, before, right after the previous suffering. Such as the exile that we're going through today, Rav Nassar writes, which is going on for thousands of years. This bitter, long golos. It's about this, that Dovr cried out to Hashem, I'm sinking, I sank into the deep depths and I can't get up. Based on how long and bitter the exile is. And therefore, the Greek, the Greek kingdom wanted to try to conquer the Jewish people right away, not to allow us to have hundreds of years of second base Samikdosh, but rather, as soon as second base Samikdosh was built, attack. And so that the Jews would not have any big break between the destruction of the first base of Mikdash and the next exile. So that the Jewish people would not be able to survive. And the truth is, had the Greeks succeeded in putting an end to that second base of Mikdash, at that time when they wanted to, and the new exile would have begun, it would have been very, very difficult for the Jewish people to survive that new Golos. 
עיקר קיום שלנו בריך סגולוס הזה הוא רק על ידי ההרחובויס שעושה השם יסבורך עמנו עד הנה כאן. Because now, now that we're in Golos for thousands of years, the only thing that's allowing us to continue to exist and survive is those הרחובויס, the breaks that we had. The fact that we did have a second base המקדוש for hundreds of years. Al Kain, Chomala Shemispora Chalamoi. Therefore, that's why Hashem had pity on us. Vehefer Mashavoy Seneinu, and He pushed aside completely the 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 thoughts and the plans of our enemies. Vahofach Adovor Mehefach El Hefach, and He turned things around completely from one extreme to the other extreme. Kiloi Dai Shenoflu Hayivonim Mapolegedoylo. Not only. Did the Greeks have a major downfall? And the house of the Chashmanoim took over the kingdom of the Jewish people. And the Jewish people continued to thrive and to experience glory and greatness. And, and, to be able, and the Beis Mikdash was functioning for many years. Not only was that accomplished, in addition to that, Hashem performed the incredible, awesome miracle that happened with the candles of the Menorah, which is what established for us this major holiday, these eight days of Hanukkah, and this gave the Jewish people a new holiday. And this brought a major, an awesome light and tikkun to the world. That through, by, by having this holiday of Hanukkah, this enables Klal Yisrael to always be able to thank Hashem and praise Hashem. So that through all the suffering that we, the Jewish people, are suffering during this long golos, both as a nation and each individual person, will be able to, to encourage ourselves and give ourselves and motivate ourselves by being able to remember the great wonders that Hashem did for us till now. And we'll always thank Hashem and praise Hashem. As we said, thanking Hashem for the past and, and that being the springboard to ask Him for the future. That's what the holiday of Hanukkah is all about. We say in Alanisim, "V'kavu shmoyne semei Hanukkah elu lahoidoi sulahalel." Shezoyis habechinon uzoichen aidei mei Hanukkah shenikboz. This concept that the Jewish people have—that even when we're going through suffering, we have the ability to thank Hashem—that's all. That was all established then through the miracle of Hanukkah. Shenikboz the and the holiday of Hanukkah that was established then. As a result of the great miracle that took place with the candles of the menorah. Question in the chat, how is the current two thousand year exile supposed to be sustainable? This is not a break.
it feels like an infinity for the human psyche. It's real, is it really called a revach? The answer is the, the, the 2,000 years since the revach. The fact that Hashem gave us a second base hamikdash, and we experienced 400 and some odd years of peace and tranquility, and the base hamikdash did function 90% or 80%, to, similar to what it was, the first base hamikdash was, that's what allowed us. Or the break to a degree between World War II, what the Nazis, Yemach Shemam, did during the 1930s and 40s, and, and the, the persecution that we're going through now, you know, the, the attacks, the wars, and everything. That's the revach that we're talking about that allows us to be able to handle the, when we are going through major suffering, major crisis. Rav Zal continues, V'yalkei Nikra Chanukah, and this will also explain why that holiday is called Chanukah, Loshen Chinuch, similar to the term Chinuch, which means education, the, the, the starting education. Bechinas Chanukas HaBeis HaMikdosh, just like they renewed, they reinitiated the Beis HaMikdosh when they were able to drive out the Greeks. Not only did Hashem help us that the Greeks did not succeed in putting an end to the service in the Beis Mikdash, but rather we were to restart the Beis Mikdash and to give Klal Yisrael a brand new holiday, the holiday of Hanukkah, which we experience every single year. Which means that we're even now, during this terrible, terrible Golos that we're going through, we're to make a Chanukas Beis Hamikdosh. Because by us celebrating the holiday of Hanukkah during the Golos that we're going through today, <coughs> and Hanukkah is days of praise, <coughs> which means we're acknowledging and expressing gratitude and praise to Hashem for the great miracles that He did for us till now, which gave us the ability to survive till now, we are 100% confident through all of this, that just like Hashem helped us, Hashem's kindness supported us till now, Hashem will always listen to our tefillos and our cries Ad asher shlema, until eventually Hashem will give us a complete and final geula, and He'll build the, the third and final beis hamikdash. Through this attitude, by having this attitude, we are involved in building the beis hamikdash. Because this, Rav Nosanzal says, is going to play a major, major role in bringing about the Geula, the final Geula, and the building of the Beis HaMikdosh. Because this, Rav Nosanzal says, is going to play a major, major role in bringing about the Geula, the final Geula, and the building of the Beis HaMikdosh. 
V'tzakosenu kayadua. Because the geula and the building of the Beis Mitzvah is going to be through our tefillahs and our tzakos, crying out to Hashem. Just like this week, we're going to be reading Parshas Bishalach about Kriyas Yamsuf. And it says there, Vayitzaku, the Yidin made a tzaka, they cried out, they screamed to Hashem. And that's what helped bring about the miracles of Kriyas Yamsuf. Kayadua, as is known. And as Rabbeinus writes in the second chapter of the first half of Likut Imran, regarding the story of Rabbi Barchana, <coughs> that he saw a, a, an, island, an island, and it looked like the back of a, a fish, and they, they climbed onto the back of this fish, and they started preparing a barbecue, and then the fish turned, when it got hot, the fish flipped over, when, when it got hot, when it warmed up, the back of the fish turned over. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there, when Hashem will warm up to our tefillahs and our tzaokos, then Hashem's midas din will turn around. The word gabe is gevura bina hoid, which represents the left side. And the fact that we, the Jewish people, have the ability now to cry out to Hashem and to daven to Hashem is all related to Hanukkah, to that miracle of Hanukkah. As a result of the fact that we, we've, we've been taught to, to offer a thank you for the good things. By being able to offer thanks to Hashem for the miracles of the past, that's what really enables us to, to pray for the future. So what this is teaching us is that now, now, every year when we celebrate Hanukkah, we're being we're initiating, reinitiating the Beis Hamikdash. Ki iker binyan beis mitesh mher v'yameinu ye al because the, the what what will really bring about the construction of the third and final beis hamikdash, which we hope will be very soon during our time, will be through this al yidei shezochinu lo bechinas toida vaydoa gam ato betoykev hagolos. Based on the fact that we're zoyche even now, while we're in exile, while we're suffering, we're able to offer thanks to Hashem for things of the past. This is what the holiday of Hanukkah is really all about. Any questions before we close? Baruch Hashem, we're to be back in Eretz Yisroel. Chazdei Hashem. We hope to continue now having the shir on a daily basis in Yitzhashem. Today is Sunday. I hope to have the Chaim Aran shir as usual, 4.30 p.m. Eretz Yisroel time. We should be zeichet to all the Yeshuas. We should be zeichet to, to remember, to be able to remember the good things in our life and the good things that our families and Klal Yisrael have, have received from Hashem throughout all the years and thereby be able to really plead and beg Hashem to get us out of the suffering and pain that we're going through now and to give us the final geula with the coming of Moshiach and Herav Yameinu. Amen Amen. Welcome home, Rip Nelson. Thank you. Thank you.